are listening to Meet and Write, a podcast that dives into liturgical worship and how communion really begins after church. Well, welcome to another episode of Meet and Write. I'm so happy that you're listening and, and you're with us today because today we're going to meditate on one of my favorite hymns in the Coptic Orthodox Church. And that hymn is given the title called The Concluding Hymn. If you've been to any liturgical service in the Coptic Orthodox Church, I'm sure you've heard this hymn. It's usually at the very end of the service, and I personally feel it's one of the most underrated hymns in the church. We like the hymn because we kind of just mumble through it, we get through it really quickly, it has a really fast pace, and we really don't stop and think about what we're saying. And one of the main reasons why I really love it is because If there was ever rap allowed in the Orthodox Church, I feel like this is the closest we can get to having rap in the church because it's a really fast-paced hymn, uh, it's really bouncy, and there's probably three or four musical notes in the entire hymn. So it's it's very structured, it's very monotone, uh, and very fast-paced as you get through it. Very short hymn, but um, you know we say it all the time, but we really don't think about what we're saying. So as before we go further into this hymn, you know, I want to explain like why we're doing this. So many of us love the hymns. I, I love the hymns of the church, but many of us just go through the motions without really thinking about what we're saying. And, and hymns are, in essence, prayer put to music. It's my communication with my Heavenly Father. And in order for me to be more engaged in worship and, and for me to be more engaged in my communication with my Heavenly Father, the church takes these prayers and puts it into music. And this is what connects my entire being in worship, is when I take these prayers and I connect it with music, and it really allows me to go deeper in my relationship with God. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to pause and meditate on this hymn called The Concluding Hymn. And kind of dissect it and realize what are we saying and what are we telling God in this prayer, in this hymn. So, the framework of this hymn, you have to look at it into two sections. Like this this hymn, you have to look at it as two halves, and it is accomplishing two things in this prayer or in this hymn. It is accomplishing praise, and it is accomplishing a declaration. So, we'll kind of explain what that is. So, the first things that it explains, that this hymn is a praise, it is a doxology to our Heavenly Father, to the Holy Trinity, that we're giving honor and worship and glory to God, and we'll, we'll talk about that. The second thing it's doing is that it is declaring something. Every time that we come and chant this hymn, we are declaring something, and we'll talk about that at the end of this episode. So, the first half of this hymn which is a praise or, or glorification to God. The very first two words of this hymn is Amen, Alleluia. Two words that we hear so many times in every liturgical worship, but, you know, we say it so many times we don't really think about what we're saying. So the first word, Amen, it's a Hebrew word that we see over 70 times in the Bible. It's a word that means that we use when we want to emphasize something or to confirm something. So, you know, you hear it all the time when somebody says something and you want to say, you know, you agree, we say amen, or it's a confirmation or something to emphasize what that person is saying. 
So for us to begin this hymn, we're saying that we are emphasizing the words we're about to say. So the very first word of this hymn, we're saying amen, which is really, you know, lifting the, em- the emphasis of this hymn, saying that we are declaring or emphasizing what we're about to say. The second word that we hear in this hymn is Alleluia, which again is another Hebrew word. And the word Alleluia means praise Yahweh, where Yahweh is another name given to God that we see from the Old Testament. When Moses was in front of God and he asked God, you know, when people ask, you know, who you are, what what do I say? Like, how do I describe you to other people? And God answered by saying, I am who I am. Like, that's a bold statement, and, and that there's a lot we can do to really dissect what that is. But God is saying, I am the being. I am whole. I am God. I am everything. I am who I am. And, and that phrase, I am who I am, is Yahweh, which is, which is the name of God. So when we say, Alleluia, and sometimes you see the word Alleluia spelled with a J in the middle, because it, the, the origin of the word is Hebrew. So when we say Alleluia, or when we chant Alleluia in a hymn, we're in essence saying, praise God. So the word Alleluia is praise God. So already in the very first two words of the hymn, we're saying Amen, we're confirming, we're emphasizing that we are praising God. Amen, Alleluia. So those are the first two words. Then the hymn goes on to a section glorifying or honoring the triune God or the Holy Trinity, we say glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, that we give glory to to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's a phrase we hear in so many of our hymns, Vokseh glory to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hear in so many different places in every liturgical service. If we hear it so many times, we have to ask, well, why? Why so much emphasis on glorifying the Holy Trinity? So in order for us to answer that, we have to look at the opposite. If I'm not glorifying the Holy Trinity, then I'm showing, I'm basically saying that there is no significance in God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But in order for me to continually to remind myself that I need to honor and I need to give glory to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is showing that it is the triune God that makes me whole, that gives me life, that gives me freedom. And it is through the Holy Trinity that I am able to find myself. So because the Holy Trinity, the creator of all, who the one that knows me better than I know myself, the creator of me, then I will continually offer honor and praise and glory to God. So the hymn continues by saying, Glory to the Holy Trinity, now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. So we're giving glory to God in this age where I am right now as I stand before the throne of God, that I give glory to Him. And into the age of ages, like even beyond the concept of time that I know it, that glory and honor is due to the Holy Trinity. Above my own comprehension of time, before the entire concept of time exists, that glory is due to God. So that's the first half of the hymn of us saying a glorification or honoring God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The hymn continues by saying, We proclaim and say, 
oh, our Lord Jesus Christ, and, and so forth and so on. So we'll get to that. But the hymn starts at this, at this moment by saying, we proclaim and say. Who, 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 who's we? Who are we talking about in the hymn? It's the faithful. It's the one standing before God that the Christians are saying, we proclaim and say, oh, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the next part of this hymn is what changes depending on the season that the church is in. You know, so for example, uh, you know, we're, if we're in the season of Lent, that the church will say, we proclaim and say, O our Lord Jesus Christ, fasted for us 40 days and 40 nights to save us from our sins. Or if we're celebrating the resurrection or during the joyous 50 days after resurrection, that will say, we proclaim and say, O our Lord Jesus Christ, rose from the dead on the third day. That whatever season we, we are in, we proclaim and say that our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, whatever, that he, you know, he fasted for us, he rose, he baptized for us, whatever it is that we declare, we proclaim as the faithful, as followers of Christ, that Christ did, you know, whatever season that we're in. And, and the reason behind that is that we believe as followers of Christ that it wasn't just, you know, one little instant thing that Jesus did that, that we have found salvation just because of that one thing. But the reality is it's because through the entire life of Christ, through the entire being of who God the Son is, that we are able to find life, we are able to find healing, we are able to find salvation through everything that He did. So we find life through His fasting, through His baptism, through His crucifixion, and through his resurrection. So it's the whole being of who Jesus Christ is, the Son of God, that we're able to find life and healing through it all. The next sentence in this hymn emphasizes this point by us saying, we declare to God that we ask him to save us and to have mercy on us. And then we continue by saying, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord bless us, Amen. So once again, we conclude that part by saying amen to emphasize that we need healing, we need life through Christ, through everything of who Jesus Christ is, that we're able to find healing and life. So now put, put this first half of this hymn aside. So now as a wrap up for this first half, we give glory, we give honor, a doxology to God, that we're glorifying him. And we're saying through everything who Jesus Christ is, we say, we proclaim and say, oh, our Lord Jesus Christ fasted for us, was baptized for us, rose from the dead, was crucified for us, ascended into heaven for our sake. And we say, Lord, have mercy on us, save us, bless us, amen. We emphasize that, we confirm that, and, and we declare that. The next half of the hymn begins kind of weird when you think about it, that we begin by saying, bless me, Bless me, lo, the matanya. So who are we talking about here? That the faithful declare in this part of the hymn, we say, bless me, bless me. Who are we asking to bless me? The easy answer that comes to most of our minds is that we're asking God to bless us. But then we say, lo, the matanya. So matanya is a Greek word meaning change of mind. So metanoia, so meta is change. Like, I don't know if you guys remember when I was in elementary school, there was a book called Metamorphosis. So metamorphosis is a creature that's completely changing form. 
So meta is change. Metanoia, the second half of that word, noia, is mind. You, you know, when we say, you know, somebody has paranoia, means that they're mentally disturbed. Paranoia. So the word, Greek word metanoia, is change of mind. So we're saying in this sentence, in, in the hymn, we're saying, bless me, bless me, lo, the matanya. So we're not talking to God through this sentence of the hymn. So again, this is the second half of the hymn. We're actually talking to the priest or the bishop, the one celebrating the liturgy. That we're asking the priest, Father, bless me, bless me, lo, the matanya. The reason why we're doing a matanya to the priest or to the bishop, or, or, or you know, we're, at, we're asking ourselves or telling ourselves that we need to change our mind, just in case we have any type of grudge or bitterness against the priest, that we want to conclude this liturgical service without holding on to any grudge, any bitterness against that person. We want to put that behind us. So we're asking for the, for the priest to bless us. So we're saying, bless me, bless me. Lo, the matanya. Lo, I'm prostrating myself. I'm lowering my head. I'm asking, I'm, I need to change my mind, change any attitude or feeling or, or grudge or bitterness that I have towards you. I need to change that. I need to end the service on a good note. I can't hold on to this anymore. I have to let this go. So I'm asking for the Father to bless me, bless me. Lo, the matanya. Lo, this prostration towards you in honor of the priesthood or, or toward the bishop. Because the priest is the sacramental icon of Christ. And I can't hold any grudge against him. As we just celebrated the service, that I can't move forward. I can't just walk out of church holding on to this grudge or bitterness. So the next sentence in this hymn is the faithful saying, Say the blessing. The faithful now is telling the priest or the bishop that we need you to say the blessing. Say the blessing, Father. Say the blessing that we find life. Say the blessing that is our identity. Say the blessing. So the priest responds by saying, Christ is our God. The priest says the blessing. The blessing of our life, where we find ourselves, is in Jesus Christ, who is not just any regular man that left 2,000 years ago, but he is God himself. He is the second person of the Holy Trinity that the blessing of our life is found in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, because He is God. So, the, the faithful tell the priest, we need you to say the blessing. Then the priest responds by saying, the blessing is Jesus Christ, because He is our God. Jesus Christ is our God. And then the faithful love hearing that blessing, because we know we find life in Christ. And we agree with the priest by saying, Amen, so be it. So, so what's the, just why not Amen? Why, why are we saying Amen, so be it? To really emphasize, to really confirm, because the phrase, so be it, is the definition of Amen. So we're basically saying Amen, Amen. We're saying Amen twice to really emphasize that we love what you just said, Father, and we agree 100% that our life the reason why we have life, the reason why we strive to come to God is because Jesus Christ is our God. So that is the hymn of the, the concluding hymn 
that we chant at the end of every service in the Coptic Orthodox Church. So I, I hope that you were inspired just as much as I was the first time I realized what we're saying, that this hymn has so much beauty, so much depth, and so much power when we understand what we're saying. So to bring this full circle, at the intro of every podcast episode for Meet and Write, for this podcast, you hear us say that communion really begins after church. What do I mean by that? That I mean, what do we do? How do we live out Christ the second we walk out the doors of church after we have taken communion, after we've invited Christ to come inside of us? How do we live that out? So us living that out is found at the end of this hymn, is that we live out that Jesus Christ is our King, that He is our God. And we live that out and we declare that and we continue to live Him out through every breath, through every hardship, through every struggle, through our weakness, that we continue to live Him out and we proclaim that He is our God. Amen, Alleluia, glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit now and ever and unto the ages of the ages. Amen. We proclaim and say, O our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory, who rose from the dead on the third day. Save us and have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless us. Amen. Bless me. Bless me. You have been listening to Meet and Write. For more episodes and resources, make sure to check out CopticHymnsInEnglish.com.